0: Welcome to the Construction Pals Podcast, brought to you by Blue Tape, your source for the latest in the construction world. Hard hats off, headphones on, and let's get started. And I'm your host, Rick Butler from Blue Tape. In today's episode, we're talking with John Sibley, CEO of TrueBuilt. A venture-backed startup using AI and NLP technology for pre-construction and takeoff software solutions. How you doing, John?
1: Good. Thanks for having me, Rick.
0: Yeah, no, it's our pleasure, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, find out a little bit more about this. Uh, here's where I always want to start. You know, uh, kind of as we said off air, we just met in a coffee shop and we're just talking uh, business a little bit. But uh, tell me where you are. Where are you located? Married kids got a dog. You know. yeah, yeah. Tell um, me about John.
1: So, so almost all of the above. Um, I'm in Huntington beach, California. Beautiful day here today. Um, our company is based in Huntington beach. We have employees everywhere. Um, and then I just celebrated my second uh, wedding anniversary with my wife and we have a small golden doodle. Um, no, no kids yet, but, um, definitely, definitely coming.
0: Uh, so, uh, I'm gonna, you know, just like I said, let's, uh, let's get into this and I, I learn as much as anybody and we'll just make this really conversational because, uh, I do want to learn, you know, uh, you know, just about what got you into the construction industry as it relates to technology. Do you have a construction background? Did you actually grow up maybe in your dad's business with hammering and nailing and shoveling? And tell us a little bit about your construction background.
1: No pun intended, but you just nailed it. My my dad was a (laughs) subcontractor and, uh, you know, tradesman. And I always tell people that that was kind of my first introduction to, the inherent tension between a general contractor and a subcontractor in any big project. And I think software can do some job of solving that tension, maybe not all the way, but it does play a role in increasing productivity, and increasing alignment against those different stakeholders. Um, like I said, I went to Cal, I played water polo there, um, also played for the USA water polo team, uh, had to have my second hip surgery and that kind of shut down my water polo career. So i started looking around at different industries to get into and uh, found software sales. So actually, the first company that I joined was an NLP company. And I, I know we're going to get into NLP and AI in a bit. Um, but that was really my first foray into software sales. Uh, from there, went to a much more corporate company, Visa, uh, also doing software sales. Um, and while I was at Visa, they helped pay for my MBA down in Southern California, during my MBA, I got really interested in industries that had been affected by uh, you know, COVID, pricing volatility, supply chain issues, um, and construction came to the top of the list very, very quickly. Uh, and then applying my software knowledge and what I've seen with NLP and AI so far, it became very clear that pre-construction hadn't really been assisted in this way yet, and had almost been neglected by the software world when it came to innovation. Um, so that's what got me interested in Um, you know, pre-construction and and construction as a whole. Um, And then my co-founder and CTO, who's, you know, really the driving force behind building our product. Um, We started the company last year. It was just the two of us. And since then, we've grown to 13 people um, and we have customers in Texas, Arizona, California, uh, Arizona, and the, the Gulf region.
0: Perfect, perfect. Can you point back to a, you know, there's always in that entrepreneurial journey where you saw a, a problem, you know, and and you've sort of touched on that a little bit, but did you see like, hey, the light bulb went on, the the penny dropped into the slot when you go, yeah, there's a problem. Can you kind of pinpoint maybe something really specific that you go, you know what? I think we can we can create something from nothing.
1: Yes. So b- before we started building, we were just ideating, just researching. Um, my co-founder, Julian, and I went around to tons of general contractors, tons of subcontractors. Um, and one of them was this drywall firm in Texas. And they are doing about $2 billion a year, large company, very sophisticated. But they were using on-prem software to complete pre-construction and, and complete takeoff. And so they're literally you know, passing back and forth an old Dell laptop. Uh, to collaborate on one single takeoff. And that just didn't make sense to me. You know, It's 2023, we at the very least should be cloud-based for all construction software, number one. Number two, what are areas that we can use modern technology to increase the productivity of general contractors and subcontractors? And again, I, I think the pre-con world was a little neglected uh, by the software world in the last 10 years for that type of innovation.
0: Um, so this was a two billion dollar company uh mm-hmm. so you saw that on a large scale mm-hmm. what about what about the one guy on the truck that he may have you know he may have one helper? is there solutions in this arena for him too the small guy
1: yeah it's not something that we've focused on at, at TrueBuilt quite yet It's something that we're planning on for twenty twenty four um You know, I I think because of the pricing volatility, the supply chain issues the last few years, pre-construction has never been tougher, but it's also never been more essential. I mean, even this year, the the cost of building has risen so much. We need to have a very good understanding of what that scope and budget looks like at a very, very nuanced level, regardless of the project size. So I I think we can develop tools that will serve those smaller general contractors and subcontractors as well. It hasn't been our focus at first, and that's because we wanted to build a very, very complex, very robust uh, product to start and then pare that down by individual use case for some of the smaller
0: guys that you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a roadmap. Um, mm-hmm. Now, million-dollar question for me. NLP. Yep. What is, what is NLP here for the folks that are watching and listening, man?
1: Yeah, so like I said, that was my, my first job out of college and uh, this was 2015. Um, AI was kind of going through a similar buzz phase that we're entering right now or have been for the last six months now, with chat ChatGPT and everything. Um, at a high level, NLP is the processing and the, the meeting of human language and machine. Um, it's mostly ingestion of unstructured data, most often text. Um, Back then in 2015, we could organize and categorize that text. Now we can actually conceptualize it. And now with BARD and GPT, we can actually start generating it and having a deeper interaction with it. Um, The one thing I do want to clarify, though, is that NLP is just a small subset of AI. Um, it's It's very important, I think, especially for the construction industry where there is a ton of structured data, blueprints, specs, numbers. Um, that we can use AI to speed up and optimize that that workflow as well. And I think one of the things we spend a lot of time at, at TrueBuilt with is how can we have computers interact with blueprints, with site images and videos, with spec books, because um, we really think that's the future. And what we've most recently developed is a computer vision takeoff solution. And that basically allows you to just do one click and drag across your screen to lift off different measurements from that blueprint. Um, Previously, this has been a very complex, highly manual process where an estimator pre-con manager is going to sit there, you know, tracing a room and then counting different objects. And we've really tried to speed that up through auto-counts and then this one-click computer vision uh, that can just snap to to find your measurements.
0: So go back to that $2 billion company where they're trading uh, and passing around a, a Dell computer. Uh, when you can you conceptualized to them what your your solution was, or maybe even brought it to them in a in a concrete manner? Did they give you pushback? Like an old guy like me, like you know, I, you know how you always hear that. Yeah, me and technology, you know, you always get that sort of excuse. Did these guys have pushback? Did they automatically go, hey, as soon as this is ready? Give it to us. We don't care what the price is. We need this. What was sort of their their feedback to you once you conceptualized it yeah. to them?
1: So the majority of the large general contractors and subcontractors know that they should be, at least be cloud-based. Um, so that that part's like kind of table stakes and easy for us to explain and agree on. I, I think the part that gets a bit more challenging is, you know how do we tweak the platform to individual firm's use cases. Um, in fact, when we talk about AI internally, we always call it augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence. Every builder has a different way of doing things. We cannot just blanket use a machine to fully replace that workflow and fully automate that workflow. Um, you know, we have estimators who are users on a platform who have 30 years plus of experience and knowledge. And it's gonna take a long time for a machine to like truly catch up to that. Um, It's also very important that these contractors understand the estimate and the scope and the budget at a very nuanced level. And really the best way to do that is to build it yourself. Um, And so I think we can find places where we can optimize and speed up and automate parts of the workflow. Um, But our design process from a software perspective the whole time has been, we don't want to fully automate it. You know, we want you to come in as an estimator with your industry expertise. Uh, And we can augment what you currently do. Mm.
0: So you're sort of adapting it to their workflow where they can be. Yeah, that's a good word. The adaptation is not you're putting a square peg in a round hole. It's more meeting them where they are and then building upon that. Uh, Am I hearing that correctly?
1: Exactly. Exactly. There's this Henry Ford quote that goes something like, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have told me faster horses. And I think there's an element to that for part of the workflow that we're changing. Uh, but for other parts of it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And we really need to meet these estimators and pre-con managers halfway and say, all right, this is what you do today. Here's you know a half step to two steps of where we could go, but let's not fully automate it. Let's not fully, you know, throw out what you've learned and done for the last 20 years. It, it's a balancing act.
0: Yeah, right. you got it. Now, what do you think is what do you think the biggest impact uh, of AI will be on construction here in the next ten years? I mean, as you look at your roadmap, looking at five years down the road, ten years down the road, and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a young guy as an example, and I'm you know going to get into this as my full time profession. How do you think uh, AI will affect me? in the next five years, 10 years, or or where you guys see those different timelines going?
1: Yeah, it's going to be massive. And I think one of the biggest issues construction as a whole is facing right now um, is the labor shortage. And even with the existing labor pool, about 40% of those workers will retire by 2031. Um, At the same time, construction has lagged behind uh, automobile manufacturing, oil and gas, when it comes to increasing productivity Per individual employee. And so if we're not doing a better job of you know, bringing up the labor force and increasing the labor force, we have to become more productive at an individual level. And I think tools like TrueBuilt that are backed by AI can speed up workflows, will allow individual workers to become more productive. And that goes for you know, our customers who are most commonly in the back office um, to customers that are um, or, or workers that are on the ground and in the field as well.
0: So you just you uh, I think you already answered my follow up question on that as I was listening to you and thinking it through. You see a big challenge with just workforce, people retiring uh, and uh, just aging out of the uh, industry. Uh, So that's what you see as a big, big problem. The next I guess when you said 2031, I guess in the next less than 10 years, that's going to be the biggest challenge facing this industry.
1: Yeah. And I think the problem is is twofold, right? Like one, we're just going to have less bodies in the seats. So we do have to increase that productivity. Two, a lot of like industry core knowledge is moving away from the industry because they're retirement or because they're being attracted to other industries. And like, we need the machine and AI to like capture that information as well. Um, so it's like, can we become productive? And then can we just increase the industry knowledge?
0: Yeah. yeah. What are some of the things as you guys were going around the country and you mentioned Texas, but you were going around the country and just seeing what the problems were out there in the field. And now you're conceptualizing and talking about your roadmap. What What were some of the resistance that you got from the industry in terms of just adopting even the simplest of technology? What were some of those resistant feedbacks that you guys were getting?
1: yeah so I think a few things. Um, number one, I think there's a reluctance to switch just the, the switching cost of you know training especially a larger workforce to switch over to a new platform can be um, quite tedious. Um, two, I think a lot of places had estimation done a certain way for the last 20 years and haven't really really thought how can we make this better um, you know I always say if you ask an est- estimator how many of their projects, Uh, End up with a missed budget or miss scope, and they all say they do a perfect job every time. Um, And and so, you know, it's convincing them that, okay, that's fine, but there might be a better way to do it. Or can we work with you to really learn, you know, what are ways we can automate parts of the process? Um, So that's certainly been um, a challenge. But I think overall, the industry has recognized that precon software hasn't really been innovated on or, or changed on in about 10 years. And that in today's environment of higher building costs, pricing, volatility, supply chain issue, that having that accurate scope, estimate and budget at speed has never been more important.
0: There's a there's an old saying that I always use in business or sports or whatever. Um, The seven. Do you know what the seven most expensive words that anybody could ever utter? What's that? that's the way we've always done it yeah seven most expensive words (laughs) seven most expensive words that a person in business could ever utter that's the way we've always done it Mm -hmm. um you know you got to start thinking outside the box um so what what question have i not asked that you guys get asked a lot of
1: yeah and i think that's kind of a plays into your last question is, you know, why, why hasn't construction embraced more technology? Um, and I really put it on the world that I come from as a professional, that the software world um, that has failed the construction industry. And I know uh, there's a number of construction tech firms that we've spoken to who, um, in our opinion, just didn't really understand that core demographic and their core customer and that's why we spent so much time going around the country, talking to advisors, potential customers, um, before our engineering team even started coding. We wanted to really understand that at a very like nuanced level. Um, every deal we've done so far, it's very much, how can we work together to, you know, on the tree built side, we want feedback, we want to learn from you. Um, and then on the general contractor and subcontractor side, how do we improve that, that pre-construction? Um, and that kind of partnership, Sales approach has been uh, I think very beneficial for for both sides,
0: yeah, very collaborative. yeah, that's good. So, as you've got a long background in the construction industry where you actually had the hammer in your hand and and out there in the field, what's the best piece of advice you could give anyone? And this can be very general or it can be very specific to what Built does. but what's the best piece of advice anyone could give someone in the construction industry today?
1: Yeah, so for, for our industry, very simply, it's time to embrace technology. Um, you know, gone are the days where you can just kind of do estimates and take off to take the true to build example, like on the fly. Um, you know, there, there's so many great tools that are out there. There's so much data to capture on site before you break into the site that um, it's really, really crucial to start using modern technology. And on the software side, we need to continue to develop innovative solutions and, and modern technology that can... Really get to the heart of what anyone in the industry is trying to solve.
0: Perfect. And let's uh, flip it. Worst uh, piece of advice you've ever heard?
1: Yeah. So um, when we started hiring for an account manager and, and salespeople, uh, we had a lot of folks tell us, like, hire someone from the software world and then teach them about construction. Um, and I, I interviewed a lot of people. Uh, we probably have like eight hundred people apply to our account manager role and. It was a bunch of people from the software world. And what I very quickly saw is that these people did not have a appreciation for what construction firms do, what construction workers do. Um, And they're very singular in their thinking of thinking it from the software perspective, not how does this software complete an end result. Um, And so what we actually did instead is hire a pre-construction manager from the industry directly, um, which has been fantastic for us. Um, You know, she's really up-leveled our industry knowledge and, and, you know, is a driving force for our product. And I think because of her and because of our team culture, everyone at Truebill has an appreciation for the men and women who are building American society. That's something we're we're all very, very motivated by. Um, And so I think that advice that I got to hire someone from the software world uh, was ill-founded, and I'm glad we didn't proceed with that.
0: Uh, Well said. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? What's the thing that, that you know, is it a social media platform, and email?
1: Yep. The best way is to get a truebuiltsoftware.com and request a demo. Uh, two options for a demo. You can either schedule it weeks in advance or you can click live and one of our sales reps will enter a live call and give you a demo right there.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, we've appreciated you being on, you know, Blue Tape and, and this podcast. and. Uh, learning more I know I've learned and uh, you know it's an industry that I'm not familiar with so I definitely want to dive more into this
1: yep I, I think look it's time to embrace technology you know AI is very buzzy right now in some cases it's scary. don't be scared of it. let's embrace it together and innovate together and that's what we need to do to marry the construction and the software worlds
0: yeah yeah no fear. appreciate yeah. you, man. you did a great job. We'll see you down the road, John. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe for more episodes like this. For more information on Construction Pals podcast and Blue Tape, please visit bluetape.com.